Freedom is a feeling, and the best way to truly feel free is behind the wheel of a Jeep SUV. Find out what true freedom feels like at Jeep Freedom Days. And now, financing at $2,500 total cash allowance on the purchase of a 2022 Jeep Grand Cherokee WK Laredo 4x4. Don't miss this great offer. Financing for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Not all buyers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Must take retail delivery by 531-22. Jeep is a registered trademark. Well, I had just about enough of that stuff, I guess. This is Jim the Keys, bartender, coming to you from the beautiful, sultry Keys today. It's sunny, cloudy, sunny, cloudy. It's one of those things. And I don't do that whenever you hear me doing it. I know a lot of uh, the rest of the country is going through, through some tough times. I realize in Texas, you lose a lot. You know, a lot of people in Texas lost power and things like that. And I do... I do. My feelings do go out for them. Uh, we we have our hurricanes here, as you do there, but you get that severe cold weather. I mean, if we got hit with something like that down here, it would be uh, catastrophic, much like it is for you guys. And my feelings go out to you guys. I really do. And if you do have an opportunity to listen today, I I, I hope everything turns out all right. I don't rejoice in that, and I, I don't like being one of those people to do those things, um, you know, do the things that way, gloating. I don't like to gloat. I didn't move down here in order to escape the cold weather and come down here for tropical weather and the fire ants and it having just like a couple weeks of fall, maybe early fall down here, and then it turns back into summer. Uh, we get, you know, a little spring. We're lucky. We're fortunate if we get a month or two of spring-like weather in the 70s and sunny and stuff like that. But it's normally hot and sultry down here for about nine months out of the year. But enough about that. I shouldn't be bitching. Everything's great here. It is. We just got through. I'm going to give you an after-action report, and I'm sure a lot of you have to deal with that, too, where you're from, if I have any... Uh, do have listeners in the business from all over the place, especially like my friends up in Philadelphia, uh, some listeners in Texas and Chicago, uh, Virginia, uh, overseas. There's going to Valentine's Day. I'm going to give you after I, it was a perfect storm down here. And let me put it this way. And you probably the same thing for almost every place else in the United States that was not in the throes of a winter storm. So Sunday was Valentine's Day. Normally, Sunday being Valentine's Day, that means it would be a whole weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But Monday being President's Day, you had that reprieve for Sunday. So Sunday ended up having a bigger impact. Now, Mardi Gras is on Tuesday. Today. So we had all those things going on. And with the Keys and Florida in particular, I'll tell you, Florida not having 
it's seen as an open place for people to come if they want to go on vacation. A lot of foreign destinations are closed to people that like to travel and things like that. So they have that. And on top of that, if people have families, their kids are doing remote learning. So there's no restrictions on just coming during spring break. So they people have that extra day off. So they may just say, hey, listen, we'll just take another four days. On top of that, north of us in Miami-Dade and Broward, there's a lot of restrictions. A lot of things are closed. So we're, the keys are, I've seen an influx of traffic and the keys have seen an influx of traffic. Incredible. Just, it's just been incredible. The place I work, the Catch Restaurant in Key Largo, Mile Marker 102, Oceanside, that's open for lunch and dinner with happy hour 3.30 to 6.30, Monday through Friday. And they do the cook your own catch if you bring your own fish that you caught. Uh, just ask for Jim, the Keys bartender, if you're coming in there. Tell him that the Keys bartender sent you. I just figure since I want to mention the catch, I might as well just do the commercial now and not do it later. Okay? And that's at mile marker 102 in Key Largo, Oceanside. The, I, it's the busiest I've seen it ever. And the, my coworkers were running their ass off. The kitchen was snowed under. We expanded our patio out back to accommodate people with the sensibility that they don't want to dine inside. So we added four or five tables out there. They quickly got filled up out there. Now the inside got filled up as well as the bar, which is unusual because the bar does not normally get really busy on Valentine's Day since when you're taking out your beloved or your hopefully beloved, you want to spend time more private, not under the observation of someone like me which later on the show, you will find out why that happens. And I people should know, if they don't know, uh, I'm not using any names. So if they behave badly and they weren't checking on the show to see if they behave badly, then I'm going to tell them you're, you're going to hear that. I know. And if you want, it, it's a good thing. Because if you want to behave badly, and that's your thing, to behave badly, and you want to hear about yourself behaving badly, well, you, my friend, are just an asshole or a dickhead or a douchebag or a combination, asshole, dickhead, douchebag, combination. There's a possibility you could be all those things. So we had a huge influx of people. We had a lot of visitors. We had a lot of people from the mainland. We had a lot of tourists from out of state, out of town, other parts of Florida. We don't have, obviously, a lot of foreign visit, visitors. There's some, we see some here every so often, but not the huge influx we nor, normally see. And we also saw Valentine's Day locals. Now, with that being all those things going on and everyone having off on Monday and not having like a traditional to think, there was no big huge sporting event. I think there was a race in Daytona or something like that. But people had the concentration. Sunday night was Valentine's Day night. And I did see a lot of just groups of guys out on Valentine's Day night. And it wasn't kind of like 
they were guys. Uh, Key Largo doesn't have a huge male gay community. That's more Key West. So these were guys that, you know, decided it was a good time to go fishing without their wives or a business trip, which I don't think that's necessarily a good time. Or maybe they're not married. And it's the reason why they're not married. It's probably because they decide to hang out with their friends on Valentine's Day. So we had all this stuff going on. And so we were, we reached our capacity in every place you went. Whenever a restaurant reaches capacity, times kind of slowed down from order to the food coming to your table to drinks coming to your table because people only have a certain amount of time to share among all the extra capacity that's in there. And a lot of people appreciate it. Some people, notably, don't appreciate it. And they try, and it happens a lot of things, they don't, they don't understand. They don't know anything about the service industry. They don't try to understand anything about the service industry. They just know what they want when they want it. And then people say, well, that's just the way I am. And that's the way they go through life. And I understand there are people like that. And I know it doesn't make them a horrible person. But uh, let me tell you, a lot of people may consider you or misidentify you as a horrible person because of one of those traits that you're just oblivious to other people's you know say I don't care that you're busy I want this and um, you know the rest of the people can buy you know they can fend for themselves they're not like this concept they don't think like this concept of everyone's in the same boat they think they're in the first class section of a plane or a ship and they said listen we get I want I expect certain amount of treatment, certain level of treatment, and I want it. So we do get some, and it's very few, but it's magnified on those days because you're stressed. And when you're dealing with people like that, I had, I was working the bar. I was able to manage what I was doing because it's making drinks. And it wasn't an inordinate amount of difficult drinks. So I just crank out the drinks, crank out the orders, and I'm waiting for when I say crank out the orders, when there's food goes in, the kitchen just, they have the same amount of hands. And if they had four four times the amount of order orders, whenever it goes beyond capacity, the lag time goes up. It doesn't get faster. It does. People have a tendency when there's more things going on, you can't cook food any faster than it can. And the faster you cook things, the more times that you overlook things or maybe... Let things get undercooked over. So our guys are particularly, I guess, detail-oriented. So they want to make sure everything comes out all right. Obviously, every time we are human, and to be human is to make mistakes. So that multiplies when you have that many people. So, But generally, everything went well. But some people felt as if they had a traumatic experience. People work with it, never been through a real tough tough night the way i can treat it it was akin to the way i can compare it it's akin to right after irma in 2017 and right after irma we we weren't we didn't take the brunt of the hurricane in q2 
Key Largo. The brunt was more of Big Pine Key south of us, but there was significant damage. And a lot of people evacuated. A lot of there was power outages all over, but they were coming up pretty quickly. But there were still a lot of people out of town, so a lot of these establishments couldn't open up right away. And they reopened the keys post Irma uh, two days, two and a half days after landfall. And me, uh, myself, and my family, and the owners of the restaurant I work at with both sides and their families. And uh, they came back pretty quickly on that Tuesday. So we were getting our properties ready on Tuesday and Wednesday. And on Thursday, when I was coming back to my house, we I noticed people were working at the restaurant. And it turned out their intention was to open. So my house, house was relatively unscathed. And my wife and daughter, there was no power and they're staying at my sister-in-law and brother-in-law's place about 10 miles south of us in Tavernier. So they, we were driving by the restaurant to go to our house and do some cleanup and, and, and prepare for the power coming back on. And, but we were going to stay there because it was sweltering and all that stuff. And it sucks being in a house when it's sweltering down here and without any powers, without any fans and all things like that. And you had the option. The power was on at the in-laws place. So, they were just doing like four or five hours cleanup, and then they were going to go back, my wife and daughter, then we're going to go back to the in-laws. I spent the day there cleaning up with the owners and the owner's families. And they, right around noon, I was there for about cleaning up for two hours. We were emptying out all the spoiled food thrown in the dumpster out of the walk-in. And as soon as we got that walk-in cleaned up, because there was a short amount of power loss, and everything was, un- you're unable to serve it once you lose power because you don't know how long it did. You can't guarantee that it didn't spoil. As soon as we bleached everything out, cleaned everything out in that walk-in, the food supply truck from the restaurant supplier can- comes in. And we open up with a, around 12, 1 o'clock with a limited menu like chicken sandwiches, burgers, maybe some salads. I don't know. But we we did have a limited menu. We had maybe eight items. But we were the first, I think the first non-pizza place open up. There was one other place that stayed open because they had their own power supply. They did a great job. But there was a lot of people coming into town, a lot of people without power, and there was a lot of, people in for cleanup so when we opened up it was crazy busy we didn't have any i don't think we had a internet hookup so we couldn't take credit card payments so we were just doing cash and we were just that we were just turning and burning but when you have a limited menu and all those things you could do a lot you know you have like eight, ten items, and we just say, this is what we have, it's written on the board, uh, go to it, you know, rare, medium rare, medium, medium, medium well, you know, all those choices you have. So you were able to go through that stuff. Now, Valentine's Day, we have like 60 items on our menu, and we had more people. We had more people. 
twice as many people as we did during our post-sermon. It was the busiest, busiest night. And that's, that's the thing. You know, it's people, you got the tourists, you have the people, and it's just, and we were open about an hour and a half later, not because our hours were later. That's how long it took to get everything out. But that's what you do in the restaurant business. And people in the restaurant business understand that. They, the people, and the people, the local people understand that. But it was kind of funny, some of the things that went on. And we'll talk about that later in how people change sometimes. And it's not because of Valentine's Day. It's just a general change in people, depending on their mood or whatever substance they have. In. I want to get to Valentine's Day again. But this is how people deal with it. It's so interesting that night when it came to the restaurant and back to the restaurant shortly that people call up and they order, try to order something and they say, well, how long is this going to take? I said, at least an hour. Because normally it's 15 to 20 minutes. I said, well, we're very busy. It's Valentine's Day. But, but, and I go, well, there's orders in front of you. We're not going to just, if we move your order to the front because you want it faster, that makes everyone here who's ordered in front of you later. And if everyone decided that, then there would be nothing done. You just, it'd be chaos. But they were caught and unawares. And it seems like a lot of men, and Valentine's Day, it's still standard. And I know there's different lifestyles. There's gay couples, polyamorous couples, and all these things. So I'm just going to, like the troglodyte old man I am, I'm going to refer to men not being prepared for Valentine's Day. That they're clueless. Some men are clueless on what to do. And it took me years. It took me years to understand. I understood the flower part. A lot of guys understand the flower part. You're in a big city and all that stuff. And now you have 1-800-Flowers. So if you could send roses to anybody. Yeah, that's an easy thing to do. And it's the baseline. And it's a good thing to do. So remember, what you're doing on Valentine's Day is that you're showing appreciation that someone like the person you're sending these items to, you're saying, I, I, I care about you and I love you and I appreciate that you are in a relationship with a slob like me. And I appreciate you and I'm commemorating my feelings for you. Then that's generally, you're just showing appreciation. You take, And if you do that all the time, then that's great. That is great. Some people have to just be told to do that, and that's Valentine's Day. So if you wait that one time a year to get flowers, you better get those goddamn flowers. And let's get a baseline of behavior together. The flowers, there's some guys that can do it really good without even buying them, because if they live in the country and stuff, you could, and, and it's warm enough, or you have a greenhouse or something, you can go and get your own flowers, make an arrangement. And sometimes it's even more heartfelt. I myself, what I do is uh, I will go to the supermarket. I'll look for the best roses I can get. And I'll get some, like for Abby, I got red roses, pink carnations. And I know she likes lilies. So I got lilies. And, I, and I, the reason I know how to put flowers together is I, my friend's family had a flower shop. I used to deliver flowers during the holidays and things like that. They always would up their amount of employees because the Valentine's Day, Christmas, Easter, Mother's Day, 
those flower business deliveries go up uh, 20, 30 fold. I don't know. It could be a hundred fold. But, and they also do their own things. They do weddings and, and funerals. So that they need more people there and they need people to put in to get, put flowers in. And they, they show me how to do this stuff. And I know a minimum of how to do it. I know about spacing, the height of the flowers, you know, putting water, trimming this stuff. You know, you trim the ends of the flowers off. You, if you're going to hand someone a rose, you may be nice to take the thorns out, off. But the, the, the behavior, I'm going to stop that. When you get flowers, you should always, always have them either in a bouquet or a vase. When a bouquet is a nice bouquet wrapped, you know, not in a plastic bag. So if you go to, if you did like I did, go to Publix, you don't gather the flowers that come into the cellophane and you leave it in the bag and say, honey, I got these for you. Show a little effort. Get the vase. Get something that will hold the flowers. Show a little effort and do that. That's the minimum you're doing. And, you know, a card. You know, some people do candy hearts. You know, if a girl likes candy, says, get her some candy. Now, another thing. And there was made fun of it in a Simon Pegg movie. It was uh, an apocalyptic movie, zombie thing. And Simon Pegg, only thing he had to do was make a reservation at this fancy restaurant. I don't know if it was for their anniversary or Valentine's Day or something like that. And the it was a last straw for him. But what he ended up doing was taking his girlfriend to the local watering hole that he and his buddy hang out in because he forgot to make the reservation. And this is in the throes, the beginning of a, a zombie apocalypse. Now we're in a pandemic, so it's kind of somewhat appropriate. So you, you want to do an upgrade from your normal thing. So if you never go out... And she always cooks. And let's say you're on limited means. Yes, and I'm not saying only people don't really understand. Taking them to a fast food place could be a major upgrade. If you live in a tent or a trailer. Or, you know, if you're taking them, it could be. Going to Wendy's or McDonald's or Popeye's, you know, you know chicken. That could be that can be considered an upgrade if that's they're not used to that. Now, if that's what your idea going out is originally, you upgrade from McDonald's and you go to the you go to an Olive Gardens or Ruby Tuesdays or something like that. That's your upgrade. Go up, go to the place you don't normally go to. If you you say I'm going to take you out, going to Wendy's, and we're going to go and take go to the tap room. You know, take her to a place with a liquor license, maybe take her and have, yeah, that, that, that works. It works now. Obviously, because if that's all you're taking them to, they'll consider it an upgrade. Now, if you do go to those places normally, if that's your normal place, the Olive Garden, Ruby Tuesdays, TGI Fridays, you got to go to, you got to up it there. Now, when it comes to chains, you're probably going to have to go to a finer restaurant that's not a chain. But the mark, the chain would be like a Smith Ellen Wilansky's or a Ruth Chris, you know, fine, dain- fine dining. You have to go to fine dining. 
if that's the kind of place you're not going to, you don't go, if you always go to Ruth, if you always go to Ruby Tuesdays, I don't know if that's still open, but if you're going to have to take them, you know, you can't, you can't say, well, we normally go to Ruby Tuesdays, we're going to Red Robin. No, it's, it may work, but it's not an upgrade. It's not considered special. So you're going to have to go and spend, yeah, you're used to spending like $50, $60 when you go out. Think more, 150 200 250 And if you regular night out once or twice a month is Smith and Walensky's or Ruth Chris's, then you better think about fucking getting someone like Bobby Flay or Wolfgang Puck to cater a special dinner for you. Because that's just, you're going to, you have to upgrade on Valentine's Day. And not only that, you're going to upgrade your clothes. So if you don't have a problem going out with your girl or or guy with that smelly, dirty t-shirt with holes in it, you're going to have to put on a clean t-shirt. And if you normally just, you know, when you go out, I'm going to put on a clean t-shirt. Well, then you're going to have to put on a collared shirt. That's the upgrade. And if it's a collar shirt, you go from collar shirt to sport coat. And then you go to sport coat to dressing like you're going to a fucking coronation. Right? And just a reminder, that's the commensurate thing of personal hygiene. Brushing your teeth, combing your hair, taking a bath, putting on a little uh, cologne. You know, when you go and pick them up, try to be a little sweeter and stuff like that. You know, you should generally, generally guys, it, it still works being a gentleman. Slow down your car when you're picking up your date. Maybe go to the door instead of beeping a horn. Open the door for her, her at the car. Pull out her chair at the restaurant. You know, open the door at the restaurant or the police station, depending on what kind of relationship you have, you know, if, you get, if you're used to getting into altercations, stuff like that. Leave your spit cup at home. That's not the night for you to do your chew and spit. Maybe get some nicotine uh, lozenges and do that. There's all sorts of things you can do. There's not everyone, not everyone lives the lifestyles of of the rich and famous. Sometimes people have more blue collar existences, but you can still upgrade and you should always show you're, you're, you're making a concerted effort and your partner appreciates that. And if you can continue to do that, chances are you might be able to, you know, find a little more. You know, that's why I always say like Valentine's Day or around Valentine's Day, before Valentine's Day, people reevaluate, reevaluate their relationships. Because if they can't do the minimum of showing appreciation. You know, there's some hard people in horrible relationship, you know, and I'm not just talking about the abusers and the stuff. There's fucking gaslighters and stuff like that to say, hey, you're lucky to be out with a person like me. Well, that's bullshit. You know, if you're in a relationship with someone, you tell them how special they are and how much they make your life better. So, you know, that's my that's my saying on that. Now I want to talk about today. Today, so we had this busy Sunday, Valentine's Day, and then we had the residual yesterday was a holiday, and I work all day on Monday. I, I open up, I'm there around 10.30, and normally I'm out by 
10.30. It's about a 12-hour day for me, not too long. And if we get back to regular hours, it could end up being a 14, 15-hour day. I'm kind of, you know, I'm 57 years old. I'm not, I can do, I can do those days, but it takes a lot out of me working 14 hours. I, I don't really like doing it. And kind of at the end of it, it kind of puts me at a, you know, I'm, I'm weary and stuff like that. And I'm not at my best. I'm not at my best. But when I get close to it, I'm at my best. So when people come in late and they want to hang out and stuff like that, it may seem like oh, you're, 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 you're torturing me. You know, and I shouldn't do that. It's not. It's, I should be like, hey, it's great to see you and stuff like that. You know, but we're not necessarily the late night place. We're the mid the, the middle of the night place, not the middle of the night, but then, you know, when it gets dark, you know, company, you know, seven, eight o'clock, that's it. There's later places, but you know, you're in the keys. And as you've heard in the sh- previous shows that we have an early rising crowd. So Tuesday, even though I work that 12 hours, I like, I like getting up at six, seven o'clock. That's I'm on old man time now. Right. I like getting shit done early. So I get up with my wife and daughter. Sometimes I'm the one that drives her to school. Sometimes I'm the one that cooks her breakfast and stuff like that. But yesterday, I mean today, this morning was trip to the gym. I like to go to the gym four, four or five t- uh, days a week. And it's, it's something I do for myself. Self-care. Right? So I do that. I, t- I start thinking about what I'm going to do with this, the podcast. And I know I, my intention is the podcast today to release an episode. So I'm thinking about that. I'm going to the gym, working out. And I, I start doing my errands because I have to get ready for dinner tonight. And whenever I'm off, I try to cook dinner for my family. And I do that more often than not. I'm off two nights a week. Those two nights, I'm cooking a nice dinner for my wife and daughter. So I, I get stuff for my car. I go in there and get some other stuff. And then I decide, oh, I'll get some gas. So I got my car. And it'd be good for like a week and a half. I don't have to get any more gas because I don't, I, I try to be economical with that stuff. And then I decide to get a car wash. Instead of doing a car wash myself, which is very easy. It's beautiful. I love doing my own, washing my own car. It's beautiful outside. It's not a big car to do it. But I decide, you know what? I'm going to splurge. I'm going to buy the car wash. So I go and get gas, got the car wash. And as I'm going up there, there's a guy in a big white blazer. And it's an automatic, one of those automatic car washes you go through. And he goes in and I'm getting the gas. I have the ticket in my hand. And then he backs out again. And he's back at the screen for it, where you put your code in. So I'm thinking, oh, he's going to be a couple of minutes, and I'll pull up behind him, and I'll, you know, he'll be started. I'll be there a minute and a half behind him, so I have to wait five, six minutes. I pull out and work my way through it, and he's gone. I said, "There's no fucking way you pay for a car wash, and it's that quick because even the cheapest car wash is like four or five minutes." So I go up to the screen, and there's nothing on the screen. It says, hit the screen for your receipt. 
And I'm like, oh, well, this is, I don't know why this is up. I hit the screen for a receipt. Now, I had paid for just a bare-bones car wash, and I get the receipt that was waiting in there. I'd never seen this new screen before. And it says, oh, you got the deluxe car wash. And I said, oh, shit, that's great. And I pull in, and I'm in there for like eight minutes, you know, just doing everything. It's doing the wax. It's doing the Rain-X. It's doing the dry. It's doing all this shit. And then I look, and I see the guy behind me again. And he's in a white blazer. And I'm thinking, I put two and two together. I got that guy's car wash. I paid 10 bucks. He had an $18 car wash. I'm just, I just took his car wash and I'm in the middle of getting my car washed. I can't tell that guy that I got his car wash. So I have to come out and I, uh, I decided in my head, you know what? Uh, it wasn't a big thing. I said, I, I, I felt bad. So I pulled out, parked again in front of the gas station. I walk in. I told this really nice young lady behind the counter. I said, listen, I got the wrong car wash. I'm not complaining. I got the better one, though I only paid for a 10 I pretty a $10 one. I'm pretty sure I took the guy who's in there now his car wash. I hope he didn't pay twice. And she didn't quite understand. I said, well, and then I explained it again. Then finally she got it. And she goes, well, what do you want to do about it? I said, I want to pay the difference and hope this guy gets his car wash. And if he comes in and says anything, tell him I noticed that. And here's uh, the money. If he had to pay it again, here's the difference. Right. And I had my $10 one. So I figured, you know, eight, eight, you know, you can give him this. And she goes, no, you don't have to worry about that. And I said, well, I, I am, what's it? She goes, well, he's getting his car washed. He didn't pay twice. And I said, well, I don't want to be theft of services. So here, I'll pay for this one. Just take it. And if you can bring an upgrade up or something, because I don't know how to do that. She goes, oh, that's fine. You just go without it. And she goes, you know, it's really nice you did that. And I said, oh, just, you know, just trying to be a decent person. Right? I said, so that's that. I decide to go to supermarket, and I'm feeling, you know, pretty good. I, do, I worked out, did all this stuff. It's sunny, cloudy, sunny, cloudy, like it is in the Keys. And I go in there as people I know. I wave to the people in the in the supermarket, and the people that work there. Uh, I know most of them. I'm saying hello to everyone. Everyone seems to be real pleasant in the supermarket. It's not too crowded. I get the stuff I need for cook uh, cooking tonight. And I said, you know, I was a good stroke of luck. I'm going to go and get some lottery tickets. I, I buy lottery tickets maybe three, four times a year. Maybe. And I'm not under-exaggerating. Over it. That's what I do. Maybe four times a year. So I go up and I go, give me all the ones, computer picks for all the ones you offer here. And I bought one of these scratch tickets. Because I figured today's my lucky day with the thing. And I, she goes, that'll be $15. And she gives me $25 back out of $20. So I go, I, I think I got her turned around. And I said, listen, you gave me 20 extra dollars. She goes, well, how much did you give me? I said, I gave you 20. You should only give me five. She goes, but I gave you 20. And I said, you gave me 20 more. You're, you're 
tour is going to be short $20. I try to say it so her manager's on there. This is the 20 goes in. Oh, she goes, oh, thank you, thank you. And she goes and points at her manager. She goes, this guy caught me doing doing this, and he, he gave me my $20. It was very nice he said it. But um, I've never saw the manager before, and she's looking at me. I said, hey, listen, you know, what am I going to do? I'm, I, have, I was having a good day. So that's the second thing that happened. It was, you know, people were giving me things today. And this happened within 10 minutes of each other. The car wash thing when I went inside and at the supermarket. So I felt fortunate. I thought I had to do something about it. And that's why I didn't know. After I found out afterwards that the lady's giving me 20 extra dollars, I said, well, maybe this will pan out. Who knows? Though uh, 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 the lottery tickets are not my retirement plan. It's not a really good idea for a retirement plan. Okay, let's move on. Since it happened on Valentine's Day, I'm going to go back. But I'm not talking about Valentine's Day. I'm just talking about people I know. Now, a lot of times... I get people that come in and they don't behave really well. Last night we had people that come in without masks, even though Monroe County requires them. When you walk into a restaurant, please wear a mask until you get to the place you're going to sit. And we had people walk in and say, you got to have a mask. And so although we're all right without a mask. And I said, no, no, we're not. Oh, well, we understand. We're all right without a mask. I said, you still don't understand. You're supposed to have a mask. I said, I can get you a mask, but if you walk around, she goes, I'm not going to wear it. And just like the guys from Ohio, I said, oh, you're, you're refusing? I said, oh, okay. And she looks at me, and, he lo- and she looks like she's a little lit, and they leave. And I'm not begging them to stay, because they had all the earmarks of being assholes. Now, they could be assholes all the time. Hence, there's no change. So they're consistent, whether they're, they're, they're regular assholes and now they're drunk assholes. Well, I had people that came in and they, were, they lived in the neighborhood. And they walked here. To the, and they were lit. Fucking lit. And this was Sunday night. And we had, there were still, on a good night, there's eight tickets in the window. Eight food tickets in a window at a time, maybe 10. There was 25 tickets in the window, and they came toward the end of the show. And I said, to, when they came in, they said, we're hungry, we want to eat. I said, well, you're going someplace? No. I said, don't be in a hurry. It's going to take a while. We got a bunch of food. These guys are kind of burnt out, and they, they got to get through all this food that's up there already. And they look at me, and I'm like, oh, they're fucking lit. And it's people I know. And they start saying, within 15 minutes of ordering, they said, the woman said, we've been here an hour. Now, people at the bar were able to look, and they were, they're people drinking, couples that had dinner, and they came to the bar, had some martinis and stuff like that. And one in particular, my friend Loretta, who works at a beauty salon with her boyfriend, John, she goes, they weren't here. They were here only 20 minutes at most. They weren't here an hour. So another couple from Georgia, who I'm supposed to talk about, they were supposed to send an email to me. 
but they never sent me an email. So I never got their name. I gave them my card, but they were very nice. And they sat next to the people that said they were there for an hour. And so she says to the same people, we've been here for an hour. We haven't gotten our food yet. And Loretta starts saying, you weren't here for an hour. You weren't. And I said that same thing. I looked at them. You weren't here for They said they weren't here for an hour. I said, but it's going to take an hour. They still have another 40 minutes before their food starts coming up. It's just one of those things. It's very busy. You can't, can't go any faster than you have that ability to go, right? Food cooks at a certain speed. So it's not 10 minutes later. So now it's a half hour they've been there. And they, they, say, they tell them, well, we've been here two hours. And then right at that point, they said, the woman started getting a little nasty. And she's going, he's ignoring us, blah, 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 and this and that. Imagine, throw this slurring in. Okay, I'm not going to go into details who they are. They're upper middle class. They beha- they're behaving really entitled. And, and the guy started joining. And the guy's a big guy, a little, little beefier than I am, a little younger than I am. But he's, he's drunk. And he's usually pretty nice. And he starts, they start joining in. And then right at that point, you know, went through a, it was a busy night. And I think the servers and the people in the business or any business where you, you could be put under pressure, you expect some understanding from some people that have been in there before. So they said it one more time. And then they started saying, well, he doesn't care. And I just looked at him and I said, that's enough. You don't want to do this, do you? And he saw reasonableness for he became reasonable for a moment and he put his hand over everyone because that's that's enough because in my head i was thinking you don't want to get banned for a indeterminate amount of time because you know if you keep on getting banned then people know you got banned and it's kind of like that seinfeld bit when elaine gets a note when the doctor puts a note on your record it goes to every doctor you go to every medical record so in a small town like this people here, oh, this person's been kicked out of this place. They've been kicked out of that place. I don't, you have to be pretty severe to your behavior to get a lifetime ban. So normally I get kind of pissed at people and I just lays there. But right in my head, I realized these people aren't normally like that. They're normally nice to me and sweet. And they're so drunk, they're not even going to remember. And hopefully they won't remember. Because that will affect them coming in again because they'll be embarrassed. And I don't want people to be embarrassed. And I don't think I did anything to make them embarrassed. I just said, you don't want to do this. And that's pretty much it. I didn't raise my voice. And and my coworkers, I'm the, usually the one that, that has to be reined in. And... My, uh, in a stressful situation, you'll see that some people have different reactions to it. And I, and, but the idea in my head was these people aren't normally like that. And this is not who they are. And I was able to get beyond it. And I'm not pissed at them anymore. And we had other regulars come in and stuff like that. And they went to a table that wasn't cleaned because our busser, we had one busser and they were, she was running around doing whatever he can. And a dirty table should be an idea 
we don't have a hostess or anything like that because normally you're not that busy. Take any table you want as long as it's clean. Boom. But the one table open, it's not been wiped down yet. So they sat down. They wanted service immediately. They're out. They went, I don't know what they did. They went out for dinner maybe with their friends and stuff and they're ready. But they're lit too. And they said some choice word to another co-worker about being, you know, chill out while they're running. Now, when someone's under a lot of pressure and it's pressure because of things around them and student, like, and they're not, and the person that's telling them to chill out isn't under that pressure. They're part of the, the pressure. The more people are the pressure. They don't, people don't understand. They come in and say, listen, don't worry. Take your time. Don't No, get, get, when someone says to you, when, when you're available, when you're ready, don't rush. Well, I'm not going to be available for another hour and a half if that's the thing. I'm, I'm going to have to rush in order to get it done. So, you know, that's not necessarily in people say, hey, I appreciate the people that really help. I know what it's like to be really busy. I can really empathize with how stressful this situation is. That's great. And then the people say, I'll do my best, whatever I can to get you what you want. Okay. It's just like a feeding frenzy. It's like when the sharks, when it was really busy, it's like when those sharks come in for the kill. That's what it feels like. And that's what it felt like on Valentine's Day night. So sometimes people are always assholes. And those people we strongly encourage almost any place we you know when you we're, we're drinking alcohol and they're an asshole they're just a louder drunker asshole and most people can't stand them and other people and we'll talk about this another time are decent people but when you add a little alcohol they kind of lose that part of them that's understanding thoughtful and polite and i'm not going to do that as a keys bartender, I'm not going to do that thing that that does not exist. It exists. Everyone knows that. It exists at the finest restaurants. It exists in first class. It exists among the monarchies of Europe and Asia or whatever place they are. They are. There are rude people out there and assholes. And they're just worse when they're drinking. We all know that. Why do you think the... Alcohol companies go and say, drink responsibly. It's not just about drinking and driving, which you shouldn't do. But drinking responsibly is not getting falling down drunk. And take it from me. I can't drink anymore because I used to get falling down drunk. I got fucked up. I tore up a bathroom one time. I don't know why. I tore up a bathroom and I had gone to an emergency room one day and uh, after, not the bathroom incident, but I had to get my hand looked at. And pe- the doctor said to me, it looked like your hand was run, run over by a car when it got x-ray. Luckily, there's only soft tissue damage. So either someone, I put my hand under a car or someone put my hand under a car. But I didn't remember. So I am not being a hypocrite about this. I realize that any guy that could get their hand run over 
definitely could behave like an asshole when he's drunk. Because there's little, little barrier. And it's not funny. It's not, I'm not laughing at it. I don't mean it to be funny. In retrospect, it is kind of funny that it happened. Well, because it happened to me. I don't want it to happen to you. And if you do have these things that happen to you, you're told you're an asshole, you know, maybe you have to, you got to think long and hard about the things you do in your life. Well, this is Jim, the Keys bartender. I'd like to thank you for listening. If you like the show, please share it with your friends. You know how to share the show. We're trying to get listenership up. Uh, We're going to be very soon. I think I might be doing it on Thursday. I might be doing a live show from... uh, the local watering hole from the Cats Restaurant at 102, mile marker 102 in Key Largo, Oceanside. And I think I might do it around, I'm going to say 5 o'clock, when the sun goes down, have a little shade and stuff like that. And I'll do it from the bar area, the back bar area. And uh, for now, I'd like to thank you once again for listening. And uh, if you have any messages for me, send them to jim at keysbartender.com. Thank you very much, and we'll end up with this nice piece of music, somewhat classical. No, not classical at all.